It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Another high-end RB1 that you can buy, who a lot of people aren't viewing as a high-end RB1 like they do with Christian McCaffrey, like they do with Bijan Robinson, maybe a Kyron Williams, and that's Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is currently third in the NFL in expected fantasy points per game based on his opportunity, only behind Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara is there as well, but that 14-target game skewed things a little bit, right? Especially in PPR. Um, so I don't expect Kamara to be there, you know, up here in this list in a couple weeks. But only Pollard and McCaffrey are the ones up here who've played more than one game this season, right? So that shows you that those two guys are here to stay when it comes to the opportunity that they're getting. Austin Eckler, 26.4 fantasy points in week one. Christian McCaffrey averaging 30 fantasy points per game. Tony Pollard averaging 16.6 fantasy points per game. Kyra Williams is next up in expected fantasy points, and he's averaging 20.4 fantasy points per game. Okay, so something's got to give with Pollard here. We know the talent is there. He's had to deal with a blowout in week one in which he got pulled early. A blowout this past week in which he got pulled early, only 53% of snaps. But in the two close games against the Jets and the Cardinals in weeks two and three, he's averaging 29 touches. The fact that he's still able to maintain himself as the RB12 on the year, you know, despite all that, is pretty impressive. So I, I don't see blowouts on the horizon here coming up. 49ers, Chargers, Rams, Eagles. So if you're looking for that high-end running back who's actually somewhat affordable as of right now, I think Pollard is the guy that you want to aim for. Yeah, and... I'm in a complete agreement here. And it's, again, another situation where I feel like the way we look at Tony Pollard might not be the way other people look at him. I mean, nobody's going to match Christian McCaffrey. Like, comparing Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey, or Christian McCaffrey to anybody, for that matter, you know, it's just like, it's an exercise in futility. You're not going to find somebody to match what Christian McCaffrey's doing. So he's off in his own world. He's RB1. But Tony Pollard, in the landscape of running backs, the volume that he's seen has been, besides maybe B. John Robinson and Josh Jacobs, the best of the bunch like they use tony pollard when he's on the field 100 you know like there's no question about the workload that he's going to get the only thing that's kept him off the field is the game script like you mentioned last week we only saw just a little over 50 percent of snaps deuce vaughn was taking carries at the start of the fourth quarter hunter lipke the fullback was the goal line hammer late in that game that could have been a tony pollard touchdown easily if it was remotely close but they've used tony pollard a lot 
And the fact that they're resting him in those games when they're far and away tells you they plan to continue using him a lot because why would you put all this excess mileage on your running back if you're going to keep using him that way? It's just going to run him out. So I'm not worried about the usage at all. I think this is a really good call here. If people are worried about Tony Pollard having a quiet week like he did this past week in a game where they were up 38-3 and they were up 28-3 at halftime, like if people are worried about that, then they deserve to have Tony Pollard taken off their team. You know what I mean? Do that for them. Take them, take him off their hands and assure them that he will be in good hands moving forward. I'm not worried about Tony Pollard at all. And it's funny because I have a similar argument for another player on the Cowboys who's also my second buy. And it's not really like I've, I'm not saying you're gonna be able to buy this guy very easy, but I think it's worth a heat check. I like using that term a lot. Heat check, meaning like the person that has him probably isn't going to be that inclined to move him, but they might be open to it. I want to heat check CD Lamb. And it's funny because a lot of what you said about Tony Pollard follows through for CD Lamb. I mentioned that the game's coming up. The game script is going to be so much better, guys, moving forward these next four games. In terms of a fantasy football perspective, these are much tougher matchups. They're not going to be blowouts. I don't think a single one of these could really be a match a matchup where Dallas goes up and stays up. It's not going to happen against the 49ers. Chargers have too much firepower and offense, even though the, the Cowboys' defense is good. The Rams are going to have, hopefully, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua on offense um, when they play them, and the Eagles are the Eagles. So you'd be lying if you said you weren't a little disappointed with CeeDee Lamb starts the 2023 season, right? Like, he's got just one finish inside the top 10 so far. The rest of the games, he's averaged 12 points per game. Now, he hasn't let anybody down either. But there's a chance that, and there's a chance that you'll be immediately denied when you check on CD Lamb's price. But it's worth a shot given that he's had just four catches in three of his four games this year. Like we pinned CD Lamb coming into the season as this volume guy, and he hasn't seen that through a couple of weeks. And that might be enough to set some alarms off people's heads and be like, well, wait a minute, why is Jake Ferguson getting seven targets in three of his four games? You know, is he suddenly going to play this larger role? I think it comes down to the game script at that at this point. But when you look at the game script, Lamb has been quiet because the Cowboys haven't been in game scripts where they've needed to pass the ball a lot, and that's about to change, like we just mentioned. His utilization, Lamb, his it doesn't really jump off the stat sheet either right now. Just 23% target share. It's not dominating by any means. Um, that's not anything close to what we saw last season where he was just this guy that was getting the ball force-fed to him pretty much any time they could get it. But that has a chance to change for the better in the future. So I just check with the person in your league who has Lamb, much like you would do with Tony Pollard. See if you can get him at a discount. Because I think his volume is about to increase and his value is about to explode these next couple of weeks when we start seeing some competitive game scripts. I love it, man. I, I think I think CD is somebody that, you know, it, it is very similar to Pollard, right? Because the game script kind of messed things up. And when you look at this four-game sample that they played, two of those games were just blowouts. And it's hard to really tell. And then even the Jets game also is a tough one because – you know, they were just running the ball and they didn't really need to do a whole lot later in that game. So Pollard ended up getting a ton of work. They even had to bring in Dowdle to, you know, run, run a, a ton as well because they were like, well, we already gave 28 carries to Pollard. Like, how many more can we give him? Because they ended up with more than 40 carries. If I'm not mistaken, they had more than 40 running back carries in that game. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's, it's a situation where, and look what the Patriots did last week. Well, yeah, last week against the Jets. Right where it was a lot of Ramondre and even a lot, a lot more of Zeke as well. So, you know, it's a situation where teams aren't going to really test the Jets, you know, in the past game if they don't need to, at least. Right. Uh, look right. at Patrick Mahomes. Right. Just this past week against the Jets, it, it wasn't there. So there are going to be situations 
where CD might not come through, but I feel like we kind of like went through a, a rough patch here, and there are definitely greener passers, you know, coming up for sure. Yeah, oddly um, enough, just one more note here. It's pretty hilarious because CD Lamb had his best game against the Jets. <laughs> That's when he got yeah. his 14 targets. Sure. So the, the sheer number of offensive plays that Dallas ran that week, like you're not going to have a game where Dallas runs twice as many plays as their opponent moving forward. And that was the case right. in that game. And that's why you see Tony Pollard with such a high snap share, such a high opportunity share. And then you also look at CD Lamb. He also had his big game. Like, we're going to see more situations um, where they're going to be neutral and it's going to be less plays, maybe higher quality touches where they're not just trying to run the clock out. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.